This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Explainify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Press Play. I am your host, Derek Gerber, and today we have Rick Gerard, who is the founder and CEO of Stride Search today. He helps uh, value-driven companies conquer the higher in the world. <laughs> he also hosts his own radio podcast, but I'm going to let him tell you more about that. So welcome to the show, Rick. Tell the audience more about yourself and what you do with Stride Search and the other things in your life. Well, thanks so much for having me, Derek. I really appreciate being here. Um, so yeah, Stride Search is my uh, search firm that I run. I also host a podcast called the Higher Power Radio Show and Podcast, which is all about hiring I'm just a dude who, like, I'm passionate about startups and uh, founders of companies being able to attract and hire the strongest people for their companies. That's it. I love it. Yeah. And then you know, you've got so many other things going on. We understand that, you know, you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt yeah. and also an esteemed offer. Tell us more about those things, too. Um, yeah, you know, midlife crisis got me to doing like MMA, and then I kind of made my way into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, uh <laughs> You know, I, I've always been like a really active person and I have to I have to be doing something physical. Otherwise, I just go mentally like crazy. So um, I, I was fortunate enough to just get awarded my black belt in May after about eight and a half years of like a lot of training, like four or five days a week. You know, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a long journey, but well worth it. I still don't feel like I deserve it. But, you know, hey, uh, obviously somebody did. Um, and then I, um, I, in May also, uh, put out my first book, which is healing career wounds. And I'll kind of show it to you. And it's basically a, um, it's a guide to help entrepreneurs and, you know, startups effectively put in a interview process that will drive them to a successful outcome. That's exciting. That's exciting. So let's start with uh, Stride Search and then work into what inspired you to write that book. It obviously seems that you've uh, spending a lot of this time and energy during the new normal very well. You've been quite productive, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, actually, the book project started about like three, four. I mean, it's been in the queue for like four or five years, but then um, I was able to finish it last year with with you know all the all the, all the stuff that was going on during the pandemic. So, um, and then get it released. Um, you know, the book was something that, you know, like I, I do a lot of executive search and we help companies at a very high level. And, you know, the, the problem that I always had is that I don't scale, right? Like, so I'm only good for a couple, you know, clients at a time, but, you know, there's so many companies out there that can benefit from some of the techniques and like the, the solution that we built out. Um, so we call it Hire OS, and it's a hiring operating system that you can plug into your business. And so I wrote the book as an easy read that gives somebody the ability to like basically take the content. It even has scripts on what to say, how to say it and why to say it. And it allows somebody to just plug that into their to their business so they can at least have the opportunity to, to, to find their own strongest talent without me, right? 
I love that. Well, you know, and that, that's hard to do too. I was like, we could take it so far ourselves so quickly, but if you want to go far and do it for a long time, then you're going to need the right team around you and having the right people in the right seats is more critical today now than ever yeah. with new normal 2.0, 3.0, yeah. whatever it is. But we're all working with people all across the world remotely now, and that's the new standard. So it's excellent to know that there's a system in place for that. So yeah. let me say, uh, you know, what's the main problem that you found after all your experience, right? You've been writing the book, you've done tons of research on it. What's the main problem that you you personally enjoy solving for entrepreneurs? And, you know, why, why is it that you've chosen to mainly work with startups? Um, well, because I think startups don't have any resources. They don't get training. Um, the, the main problem is the actual interview itself. I mean, we make decisions based on whether or not we like somebody um, or whether or not they bring the skills that we need. So we make decisions based on irrational thought patterns that essentially put us in bad positions. And it doesn't really put us in a position where we're setting ourselves up for success or the people we're hiring for success because they're completely misaligned. So, you know, I I read some statistics out there like, you know, quite a few years ago where like, you know, if you actually just walk into a room with somebody and you said, hey, heads you're um, hired, tails you're, you're not, and you flip the coin, you actually have a better chance of making a hiring decision, like the right hiring decision, than if you actually run a normal interview process. If you're not sure, flip the coin. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, <like it. laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend that either. But, but you know, and what it all drills down to is that, you know, at its root, the reason why people either succeed or fail is because they align with the values of the company. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, and, you, it, and you're helping strip that back through your content and your approach here. Yeah. I, I can hear it all the way from the start, too. That's really exciting. And I bet you have some amazing stories. Is there one that comes to top of mind right now? Maybe you can mention the brand name and give them a little hype. Uh, a story about somebody who screwed up hiring? <laughs> well, you know, someone who maybe perhaps considered using your program and uh, was in a going one way type of route and then rerouted themselves into more successful land if using the right team and the tools you have. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we, we've, so we, we've just been kind of like just starting to roll this out in a, a software as a service model that we're building out. Awesome. Um, and so, um you know, we, we've been operating. So again, like most of the start, most of the companies we work with are startups, right? So like, there's really no name brand. I don't really support name brand companies because I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I want my people to succeed. So I'm completely biased about that. Like I want, I want startups to be able to crush it. Right. So, um, you know, we've been operating for clients and actually some of the clients that we've been what, what, what's happened is we brought in like a, a VP or somebody like a key player within a company. And then they ask us to like fill some, some positions below that person. And then we install our interview process into that whole, into the whole, um, into the organization. Then what ends up happening is then they ask us to come train them like in their, their interviewers to be able to conduct the interview properly. So that's kind of been the natural progression of how we've been able to develop this. And we've got some companies that are running at like a 90, like 90% success rate in hires, you know, like where they have very little, like, or almost no attrition whatsoever. And um, like, they've got, they're stacking the deck with A players. 
You know, that's more critical now than ever. Again, we've all got a lot of new expectations on us. And I think what's been interesting is that during the great resignation period, if you would, people are finding that the alignment is more important to them than they ever thought before. Would you yeah. would you care to touch on your thoughts on the, the great resignation where whatever is it, four or five million people have quit their jobs in the last couple months, but you know, everyone's got their own viewpoint on it. What would be yours? Yeah. And you know what? I, I, there's so many people jumping ship because there's so much opportunity, but it, I, I would, so here's the thing. People are jumping ship and there's this opportunity where people are jumping ship because they're just trying to get away from what they have because they don't align again with the values of the company anymore for whatever reason. I, I found the pandemic, you know, one thing that's not being talked about is there are a lot of people out there that whatever the policies of the company are in and around, um, you know, the vaccination policy or whatever, right? Whatever those, oh, silence phone, Rick. Sorry. Um, whatever those policies are, there's a lot of people either side of the fence that are either saying, hey, look at, I don't want to, I don't want to participate or nobody's participating. And so I don't really align with this anymore. I don't jive with this. So I need to balance. Right. I need to find a company that will align with me on that. And, uh, and, and those things are important to people. And, and, and asking those right questions and making sure that you understand the person who's across the desk from you, as opposed to just selling a job, um, that's that's what's that's where people are messing up, and that's what's not working today, right? Yeah. And here on the show for the audience, you know, we try to connect with the three pillars that we have: so awareness, education, and revenue generation. And here, I see a lot of the educational side coming to life. How are you packaging this content? You've got you've got your site. You've got the book, you've got the podcast, you, you know, there are all these different forms of you, you know, getting the word out there. What are you finding most successful in your patterns and your system of trying to educate people with this content in the new digital era here? Um, you know, we, we've been using the podcast for about four years to kind of get this message out. Um, the podcast is relatively successful. Um, you know, we're, we're working on trying to, to like expand it out to build our audience a little bit bigger. Um, but it's, um, Man, I'm not a marketer. I'm like, I, I'm a more of a visionary and I'm more tactical and I'm more about like, you know, getting in and solving problems. And to me, like, that's where I like, that's where I really shine. <clears throat> so, you know, we, we've, we've been on the marketing side, we've been working on getting video content out, but, you know, uh, you know, we've got a small team that run the podcast. And so we're, you know, Again, we're we're like kind of inundated with work right now. So busy is good. Busy is good. Busy well, is fantastic. Lots, I, lots of demand. Lots yeah. of people looking to hire the right people. Uh, you're large and in charge, my friend. And it's bringing yeah. me into my next question. Here is that why is it important that the interview process be strongly connected to corporate values? And like we're talking about, you know, alignment and everything. But take me down a little deeper on the rabbit hole for that one. Why it's important that. Um, yeah, that, like why is it rude. more important today during that interview process to really connect with those corporate values up front and make sure that alignment is absolutely in place? What are you learning from that and teaching yeah. other people? Well, you know, at its root, I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to be successful as a company, people need to be aligned with the the values of the company, like at its core, right? Um, and where we kind of drop the ball is we really hire based on our need or what we think we we want or maybe a profile or a behavior pattern um, of like somebody who has been successful in that role before. But 
that doesn't really get to the, like, that doesn't really serve you well because you're running off, again, bias and you're running off of kind of what you think that you need. And it's really not about what you need. It's more about what the business needs, right? And, and how that aligns with the organization. Plus, people are going to bounce. You know, the, the truth is, if they don't align with your company, you're going to have them for three or four months and they're just going to leave. And I, I remember, like, I've laughed over the past few years, you know, when, like, when everybody started talking about millennials and how they don't stick around. And I'm like, they don't stick around because you're doing a terrible job leading them. Like, you got to provide, like, you've got to be the person who, like, drives culture, drives, um, drives growth and, and keeps people engaged. If you don't know your people and you just give them work and let them, let them like, bounce around and, and, and don't feed what they really need then they're going to leave, right? And I think that's so important too. And for the audience here today, like we're actually expanding much more into the awareness side of things at the same time. Well, we have educational programs and digital content being created that helps exacerbate some of the messages here. Yes, of course, as best practices. But on the flip side, what you're hearing is people want to hear your culture. People want to hear your core values. People want that also presented to them on the front of the website, on your social media, all the way down into the interview process. And if you're not doing those things, if you're not using video content to go get that done, just like Explainify, right? Then at the end of the day, you're missing the gap. It's the three pillars. And if you don't have those covered in whatever industry you're in, then you're missing the ball. And keeping and retaining top-tier talent starts at number one with awareness and two in education, right? Getting that alignment, not about revenue generation today. This one's just purely about talent in the building and making sure that you've got happy people in the right seats who align with you. That's what I'm hearing today. Any any thoughts on that, Rick? Yeah, 100%. And, and But wait, that, that equates to revenue generation. I mean, you should be getting an ROI out of every person you bring on board, right? Like, we didn't so, even get to that yet. And all these things filter to those things. And that's yeah. what's beautiful. It's like you're attacking it by doing the other two. I yep. think that's what's most impressive. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, how often can you find someone who's super enthusiastic and genuine in their work and wants to hustle hard and gets your core value alignment? Once you find those people, it, there's a relationship to be had and it's going to be fruitful. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, you're going to have fun, kick butt and go kick some more butt <laughs> from my experience. <laughs> yeah, just don't screw it up, right? Like that's really what it boils down to. I mean, you have somebody who's switched on, you got to surround them with more people that are switched on. Otherwise, the unswitched on are going to drive them out. <laughs> other personalities might burn out others. They yeah. have a little too much energy. Not that I know about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's, let's come around the corner on this here. All right. So um, what are the results that a business or an entrepreneur can have by using the hiring operating system? Like we've been through, you've done this the old way, been through the new way. What would they expect moving forward if they started adopting a system like this, uh, you know, maybe starting the year? Well, what you should expect, like, first, right off the bat, is that take everything that you think that you know about hiring and just yeah. throw it out and start like you're a newborn baby and you don't know anything. Because the perceptions that we've learned, I mean, you know, most interviews are the same like interview that like when you were 15 and you went and interviewed a Burger King, like there's no difference in that. So like, where do you want to be in five years? And, you know, there, there are questions that are asked that seem like smart questions that you can ask somebody but in reality, they don't tie to anything. They don't tie to your values. You can't evaluate anything for anybody for like that content that they provide for you. So you're not pulling, you're not extracting any sort of evidence to support whether or not you should make a decision. So a lot of times, you know, I remember walking out of a, 
debriefing a CEO of a company. This was like quite a few years back. And I, I presented a candidate and I was debriefing the CEO and I said, so what do you think? He goes, oh man, the guy was great. We got to hire him. Okay, talk to me. Like, what'd you guys talk about? And he goes, well, we talked about the Oakland A's for about 45 minutes. He's a fan. I'm a fan. We both have the secret, like same. This was the CEO of a company. Like I was baffled. I go, well, hold on. Like, this is not like, you know, that was my like kind of wake up moment. This was like quite a few years ago. I'm like, I really have to, like, if I'm going to run searches for people, like they have to understand, like, how to extract data to understand whether or not this person's right for their organization, not whether or not they like baseball, you know, or whatever commonality that you guys might have, um, you know, and then, you know, you get things like people throw their own opinions. Like, I don't want somebody out of this school or I don't want somebody with no education or, you know, all these little things that we think are, are valid reasons to pass on people. There's high performers. They, we come from all different walks of life right? I, I didn't finish my education. I went to art school, but I didn't finish. I'm an A player, but there's no way in hell, like, you know, I, I would get passed on probably if I sent my resume out because I don't have that, you know, degree on my, on my, uh, on my resume, you know? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And like, you know, someone who's got an artistic background, I can understand that. Yeah. Like, uh, seen that firsthand in some other scenarios too. And it, it's weird that the stigmas that we've had, are still dragging through us into the new millennia, if you would. You know, we've crossed into a whole new generation of data collection and trying to use, you know, as much as we can to make the best decisions, yet we still rely on old monikers as our scoring points. Yeah. And while you might feel comfortable with someone in an interview and you can talk about small things or maybe have a beer, are you going to go get the job done? I think that's something that we forget sometimes. We overlook things. We're like, ah, there's no way that person could do it. Well, maybe they've got, you know, a chip on their shoulder and they're out there ready to prove themselves. And all they need is a chance. If there's yeah. more opportunity today and people are more able to get more education on their own, you don't even know what is untapped out there across the world, here in the United States, wherever it may be, your next big talent, your next big, you know, bright bulb idea might be right there in front of you, but you may be overlooking it. And that's what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, or, you know, on the flip side, you know, we get, we get, um, myopic about seeing things that we like on a resume. And, and I think the most valuable piece of a resume is really the white space and the contact information. Because there's, you know, some of the best people that I know won't sit down and write a, write a resume. And, and like, there's so many A players out there that they don't, have, that they don't give a shit about writing a resume. They're not going to do it. You know, they'll uh, just use my LinkedIn profile, right? And you could just use the LinkedIn for what it's become today. You could even download the resume through LinkedIn uh, yeah. just to make it that much faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, and there's 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 so much information that's not on a resume. It's omitted because you're you're trying to get in, cram something into uh, two pages, right? So you know, all this. Um, I, I kind of I, I kind of silently laugh about like all this this money that goes into HR tech, where it's all about you know, using AI to pull in the right candidates to screen resumes and really like, you know, get you the right candidate. But resumes lie. Yes, that's, and that's a really, really good point. And yeah. the more data that we can sift through, the more bias that we can remove, the better business decisions that we're going to make for long term. And when it comes to building the right team, aligning those core values, bringing it to life and using this particular operating system is the way to go. So my friend, Rick, Take us to the end here. Where should people go to find out more about Stride Search, listen to Higher Power, 
and also check out your book. Yeah, so you can go to stridesearch.com, S-T-R-I-D-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com. Um, we're actually like kind of revamping it. Um, you can find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. It's just Higher Power, and it's H-I-R-E. It's not a religious show. It's all about hiring. Um, and you can go to higherpowerradio.com as well. And then our book is available on Amazon and all the other um, uh, Barnes and Noble and and basically every other uh, provider um, came out in May. And, um, you know, it's a quick read and it's designed to like for you to sit down on the weekend and be able to like have actionable takeaways that you can plug into making sure that you're putting actions into place. that are going to pull evidence from your interview as opposed to like running off whatever you feel at the moment. That's awesome. Well, hey, Rick, thanks so much today for joining and sharing your awesome journey and your story. You're a very energetic man, and we love to have uh, folks like you on the show who are help making a big difference and positively affecting people in their lives. So thank you so much for bringing you know, so much light to the situation today. Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for letting me share my message with your audience. I really appreciate it. And hopefully somebody can get value and they can plug it into the organization and they can start hiring really strong people. That's right. Again, we're after awareness, education, and revenue generation campaigns today. And if there is a interface, a digital format, perhaps a video along the way, we want to bring those stories to life. And we know that you're working on those things. So again, thank you so much for the audience. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Listen to another episode of Press Play. I've been your host, Derek Gerber. Check out my friend Rick online, and we will catch you guys later. Thanks so much. <laughs>